All right, everybody, welcome back. Kevin Broughton, Levine of Dvachik. Back again, it's December 7th, probably, 2021. 8th. 8th, okay, yeah. December 8th, you know. I, it's just kind of how the time's flying. I can't keep up. Uh, but, yeah, back in Studio C, Roseau, Minnesota. Going to chit-chat a little quick one here before Old Man Hockey Night. Heck, yeah. What do you got going on, Levi? Uh, well, I was just going to mention, I was... You know, I randomly Google stuff. No way. Yeah, I do. So, <clears throat> what do you randomly? Maybe we should have a session like that, like a <laughs> ten minute at the beginning of every other episode. Levi's I, random googling from today. I just googled uh, what's because I oh, I know the shortest day of the year is in December. Okay. And I was like, I think it's December twenty first. Um, you know, the least light for our area. I guess you're saying. Yeah. Or is I well, mean, they're not actually. I guess it's in the northern hemisphere. It'd be. Considered. It's not actually, the time isn't actually shorter, but the least amount of light, <laughs> something like that. A minute turns into like 30 seconds. Yeah. No, no. Jeez, that day went quick. No. Poof. No, well, that's what it feels like when you have to work outside. You know what it's like working outside this time of year. Mm-hmm. You feel like you get done with lunch and then you're like, it's getting dark already. Like I can't get shit done. Yeah. You know. It's it's weird. I, I go home even after being here and, uh, you know, it's dark at whatever, five o'clock and get home at 6.30, eat some dinner and it's like. Is it time to go to bed? Yeah, it's like seven. Yeah, is it time to go to bed? Or it's been dark for four yeah, hours. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do now? And yeah, end up just sitting around doing a couple things in the garage and then go to bed early. But yeah, it messes with your brain a little it, bit. It does definitely. As I get well, uh, as we're talking about getting older here, that was one of our topics we we're going to talk about. <laughs> oh, but, getting older. But, yeah. but uh, something bugging you or what? You got a birthday coming up? Yeah, I do. You yeah. fucker. Do you know when my birthday is? No, I don't. But it's. Uh, I, I mean, do. if if your age is an issue that you're worried about no, today and getting an older, issue. that it's not you must e- have a birthday coming up. It's been <laughs> like, oh man, it's not, it's I'm not, not an, telling anybody about this one. I don't no, want I them to know I got a year older. It's not an issue. I th- I just notice things that are you gonna be 39, 40? Holy smoke! I just it's just that I notice things uh, affect me. Well, it probably has something to do with. I don't know. I mean, it probably has to do with age. I, I notice that the shorter days do affect me more. Um, Just your mental health. Yeah, and then you know, winding down from being really, really busy all the time. Like when you're farming and you're helping, you know, consult with the company I work with, and it seems like there's never a day off. Honestly, seven days a week, from whatever May or April, end of April till pretty much now. And then all of a sudden, everything just kind of comes to a screeching halt, and I don't really have an off button. Yeah, well, you know? I got some, I got some shit. Like, you know, if you're bored, uh, like well, that I trailer should. in the back of here, I need tacked together, I know, dude, and fixed I, up. And if you see, if you need projects, I can. Well, I can and that's find the thing a couple. Is, that's the thing is, um, God, I mean, transportation, right? Like the truck, the my semi. Yeah, it's just been absolutely kind of brutal to just keep it on the road because I've been I finished fixing. Hauling. Fixing well, I, I finished, and fixing, you mean, or what? Well, I finished hauling the last load of freaking hay bales down to Bemidji, you know? Yeah. And um, Which is a big load. Well, or no, what? it wasn't. It was only a partial because it was all that was left. Okay. So it wasn't like a big money-making venture. Hay bales or hemp bales? It, actually, it was just straw bales. Okay. It was like straw. So they were light, and what? I went down there. It was a total disaster. Was the dude. thing chugging on the way back or what? Well, it was that cold that, that night. It got cold. Yeah. So... I, my plan was, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start the truck and get things warmed up and get hooked up. And I had the thing loaded from the week before. Of course, of course, I was broke down with the truck all weekend because it breaks down every time I use it. <laughs> so it's like running an old fucking car or something, whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> I go down there and I got, it's a buddy of mine and I'm just like, you know, I'm pretty much, I met him at a, or I, I ran into my buddy at a, at a, at a mutual, you know, at a. At a, up here in Roseau, he's from gathering. Bemidji. At yeah. a gathering, yeah, sure. And at actually another fortieth birthday party. And <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's like, "Yeah, I could use some straw, you know." And I was like, "Okay, uh, I got you know just this last tidbit of what I got left." It's one of them deals where I I just essentially I just kind of want to get into you know I want to get back what I got into it. I I don't plan on really. It's just kind of like here you go, kind of yeah. like, whatever. Get these off my Get trailer. these off. I want them off the field and I want them off the trailer. I don't want them laying out on the field or whatever. So I go down there and it's like I took the wrong road and I don't know if you've ever driven a semi, but it's like it. I'm pretty used to it because I drive quite a bit. Yeah. 
But I got down this road. They got like a foot of snow down there. I didn't realize how much it snowed down there. I tried to turn into a crossing. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to turn into. It's back in the backwoods north of Bemidji, up in the freaking sticks. You know? Yeah. I, I jackknifed the trailer, slid off the road, got stuck. <laughs> could, could, for all for this little half load of bales, you know? Yeah, then, just sitting there swearing. Well, then he, like, he's like, okay, you turned down the wrong road. Da 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 da. We got to go get the tractor. So we go to the track. Tractor's completely gelled up, which if. We have people that don't know what gelled up is. It's because it's so fucking cold out that the diesel won't flow. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, it's colder than shit. Luckily, I brought my heated Milwaukee jacket. Ooh. And I had a vest on too. And I brought some gloves and I had, so we were doing this. You didn't go like you were supposed to for negative temperatures. I should have brought bibs Bibs. Yeah. Probably a face mask. The winter boots. All that. I didn't, I was, I was probably dressed for more October than I was. December. I do that even uh, like the same day, and I was just coming from my house, thirteen miles out of town, and it was fresh snow and cold, and I'm like coming in my little slippers oh, here that man. I wear to work and wear in the shop, and about halfway I'm like, "You're an idiot," you know. You, you only got a few miles, but <laughs> even just to slide off the road here, you're gonna be so damn cold in well, a minute. And my heater only works like half the time <laughs> if I punch the dash and then it starts ticking again. I'm like freaking Toyotas. Yeah, I know. Finally, dude, that thing. Oh. Yeah. So then I like I. Well, the, the cool thing is, is like the guy that I, he's a buddy of mine that I know through racing snowmobiles. His kids race too, and he's a cool dude. And uh, you know, I I don't ever really get to hang out with him. So how did you get pulled out? We had to go get his like skid steer, and we had to move a bunch of snow and unload the bales off the trailer where it was jackknifed, and and just a lot of monkey business. And we, <laughs> yeah. and we had to go. We even used kick. Went to his house. It was so slippery and icy everywhere, like the road and everything. You know how it gets with yeah, the semis. Well, or, it, semis had been, or, it had been icy, and then it got snow on top of it. And then so it got it was super cold. Yeah, it's like a skating rink. So we couldn't. There. It wasn't stuck. It wasn't like stuck. Stuck. It was like spinning on like. In ice where yeah. the trailer was jackknifed into this edge of the i won't even call yeah, it a you ditch. could almost be stuck on flat ground i like literally that, was know? that's what it felt like right and we could i mean once that thing cuts you those forgot your in, chains like a real trucker come on that time. I, you don't Minnesota. take that thing through the uh eisenhower the tunnel alps. and the yeah the swiss alps no so <laughs> independence but, pass but my buddy you know he's <laughs> such a he's pretty funny you know so i don't know if he listens i'll tell him to listen but anyway he uh he's a he's the kind of guy he's He's pretty cool, you know. I don't ever get to hang out with some. So I'm thinking, well, you know what? I'm not going to get real. I was pissed off at myself because I fucked up. Yeah, yeah. It's on and I you. kept telling it's him. All I'm, on yeah, you. I'm like, dude, you I'm just sorry, kept man. Saying sorry, like yeah, probably he's thirty like, That's times. All right. Yeah, I did. And then like, he's like a goat farmer. But you know what? Like on his side, he doesn't know what to do. He can be like, yeah, for sure you did. But let's. We still got to get this shit <laughs> that's out. That's exactly and he's how just, he was. That's what he wants to say. But he's just like, nah, man. You're. You, I mean, we'll. we'll We'll get you taken yeah, care the of. Yeah, only thing you're he, all right. He, yeah, he goes to me. He goes a little better planning, maybe next time, you know? right? Because <laughs> he's a nice guy, you know. Yeah. So anyway, and then I said, well, that's I, his I said, criticism. Yeah, yeah. So I said, well, at least we get to hang out a little bit anyway, you know? Because yeah, the only time we ever get to hang out is like during the race you know season. You made a story already, so yeah, that's so, even. So so so. Anyways, he, he goes. I, I said, yeah, at least we get to hang out. And he kind of goes, yeah, that's that's true. He goes. Uh, I'd rather race snowmobiles with you, though. <laughs> That's what <Yeah>. he said. <laughs> you know, because this is pretty fucking miserable. I'd rather hang out there than here. <laughs> yeah, you know? you know, I'd rather hang out at snowmobile races and stuff and, and race with you. But <laughs> getting he... getting semis unstuck is cool too. You know, <laughs> something. <laughs> oh man, so, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I, but I I tell you, I'm the kind of person. I I don't get cold. <clears throat> I guess like. I, I can stand the cold, I'll say. Mm-hmm. I can stand it. Yeah. Right? I get cold just like anybody else. Dude, it's but it's weird. I can, I can stand it, right? Because I was in the Marine Corps. We did the mountain warfare training uh, package in Bridgeport, California when I was young. And um, it kind of seasoned me for how cold you can actually get. More so than just growing up up north here right. before yeah, that, it you was think, or what? Because we didn't have the... Com- we didn't have the 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 comfort of of a house we we would go out there 10 days at a time yeah and stay in you know winter camping like yeah. we talked about and i see i know when i know when i'm actually cold and that that night when we were trying to get that semi unstuck the wind was blowing and it was i think it was 10 or 15 below zero and i i actually got cold yeah like i i had the heated vest with the batteries were dead like <laughs> by I the got, time you got everything yeah i got the batteries they were, were dead. dead dude and then the problem is is i so then it was like a five-hour ordeal getting that thing out, and then 
I was obviously running late and I was driving back in the dark. Well, my next concern was, is this thing going to make it back when it's 15 below? And I don't, I, you know. Yeah, you can be driving and, and it'll just gel stop. up gel up just driving if yeah and you lose your much, engine too much cold air yeah, blowing over the engine well, and and i'll check i was monitoring the temperature on the engine of course and <laughs> so i, I stopped. had a hell of a day yeah dude so i so get this I, so I, this was mine i've plowed here outside my shop here and i was just like i came in my slippers that day you know i was idea. plowing and i didn't put gloves on because i'm like ah, i'll only take 15 minutes you know oh yeah i, know I swear this. i came inside and I told my, my wife works in the back here in the office in the back. And I walked in there. I said, I almost froze my hands. And she's like, you're an idiot. Where's your gloves? I said, they're in my truck. But my truck's so around. I moved it to the other side of the lot or whatever to plow. Yeah, I'm just the... too lazy to go grab them. I thought I'd be fine. I said, I haven't felt this in a, like many, many years where as soon as I came inside, like my whole hands were just sharp pains and stinging. I mean, it wasn't frostbite yet but Dude, they it, were cold i couldn't not move my fingers very faster yeah so and i had been monkeying just dumb though just the, dumb so those big semis you gotta no matter what the make or model of semis it seems like in the winter you have to put like either have a cover pre-made for the front mm -hmm. or you can i just throw and cardboard you, put, uh, you know something to treat your fuel it thin, yeah. must thin it out or something so, for the winter they dump treatment and the I was, diesel rigs and so get this i was monkeying around on the way home because when you're pulling empty then the truck does not those trucks are made to run when it's a hundred you know they're made for cooling because when they test and design that shit just like anything else it's the heat so anyway i'm, I'm going back and I, I i'm on that gully road this is like a 25 30 mile stretch of road where there's nothing yeah and and i started getting really cold in the cab and the temperature on the engine kept dropping and dropping and dropping so and it was a north wind and so you didn't want to turn the heat on well i had the heat on but it was was not keeping up yeah right so i'm like geez this is a bad deal if this thing gels up right now i don't even have heat like it's going to take at least an hour for somebody to get here and pick me up yeah luckily we have cell phones now right i mean yeah. that stretch of road back in the day might have taken somebody's life oh for if sure that happened so i get to gregla <laughs> which is a town just south of rozo here and I'm like, I don't want to do this, but I did. So I pulled yeah. in there and I went dumpster diving for another piece of cardboard. So I just like, stopped. oh, wow. <laughs> the Senex there I went behind or the bar there. Yeah. Behind that bar there. And Whatever, I, was, yeah. I, I jumped in the dumpster, found a big old cardboard <laughs> box, took my pocket knife out, cut out a big knife. And oh, then I was like toasty. A, like a real Marine. Yeah. Then I, I shoved it in there and then I was freaking toasty the rest of the ride home. And you put it in front of the grill. Well, yeah. Saying. I just added more cardboard because I had had some stuff. I thought I had enough when I left. And I did, I had enough for when I was loaded, mm -hmm. when it was working, the engine was working, but coming back, it was just, the, the engine just idles down the road, doesn't make any heat. Yeah. So I, I just covered the whole thing up with that piece of cardboard <laughs> I found in the dumpster. <laughs> and then, so when I got back here now, last night I called uh, Sport Tops, uh, shout out. And um, Shout out, Tony. Yeah. And uh, he came over right away and measured up the front grill of that semi and we're he's he got gonna, little snaps on yeah, it already gonna or make, you got to drill them in and he's put gonna, them in or something he'll do everything he'll actually come over because he's so close yeah and it so yeah if you drive a semi truck and you're looking for covers call tony he's he's uh he came over right away as soon yeah. as i called him and he's like yeah man i'll get you taken care of you know yeah so he measured it up and and uh, he's gonna do everything you know hell yeah and uh, and, and that'll be go. nice because then i can unsnap when Take I'm, it off in the summer and put it on well, in the winter but, or whenever. And then he's going to put a square in the middle that oh, I can unsnap for oh when yeah, I'm loaded. Little, little flap. So then it can cool when I'm loaded. And I then when you. I unload, then I can snap it on there again. Fancy little vent. Yeah. So it's going to put a little vent on the front for yeah, you. Yeah. He's got What he's, color are you getting? Are you getting chrome? No, I'm going black. <laughs> I'm going black. Black I, black canvas or yeah, vinyl he, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's, uh, it's always an adventure and. Even today, I had adventures and stuff. We didn't need to dude, get into I used it, to but. hate that when I worked for the uh, concrete company, and we we mulched brush in the winter, and we're pulling equipment around with, you know, this low boy too, and into this brush, this brush, and off this crossing. It's like, oh, dude, oh, and then we're stuck out. again, stuck again, slid off the road. Like it's just steady. Up? What the fuck? All right, we're turning around. We're coming back. Thought we just pulled you out, and then the truck the guy is tried stuck to turn steady. around again or get going. It's like I, you slid back in. Oh man! All right, we're coming. I'll put my bibs back on. Put everything. Uh, that, it, it's that, different. That I tell you, it is different living in in a colder climate. Like people, 
even even people in Iowa or Missouri or you know Southern Montana even or whatever. You can sneak by with some little privileges if you got heated garage or you got a big shop for your semis or whatever, and that helps a little bit. But you still got to deal with a lot. And if you I, don't yeah. have those things, if you park outside, I park outside. We use our garage for my kid to play in, <laughs> turn the heat up. So we both park outside and. Yeah, you got to deal with that every once in a while. Be, I get out there and my truck's dead when it's 23 be, below. Or or actually, I think my temperature thing in my Tundra, crappy Tundras again, it only goes to 22 below. Does it really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's it? Yeah, I think it goes to like so, 22 below and then it stops. Because, uh, yeah, I remember driving once. I once drove like down I-29. I went to South Dakota during a, like a 40 below and like no travel Man, advi- that is bad. No travel advisory. And I just kept thinking like, man, it's been 22 below for forever. <laughs> you know? Finally, I was just the like, you're an idiot. Time. I look on my phone. It says minus 44. I'm like, oh. That is crazy, dude. So I would like to see the demographics on like interstate battery statistics because they know exactly where like... I would like to see how much more we spend on, you know, batteries and crap like that, you know, just to see if they, pro- you know, I just want to see if we're like more consuming more well, for crap sure. like that. For sure. You know, I mean, if you live in Arizona, you don't have an issue with your batteries freezing in the winter time, right? <sighs> for sure. Cause I mean, I think of it with my mowers and my four wheelers and I know, never thought it would be the to kind of guy. The battery or if, or if you do do shoddy, you know, a lot of people top their shit off with water put water in your batteries we do it to our golf cart here like you got to maintain every, the, yeah. new maintenance every on the six eight months you got to pop the tops off and just put a little water in there with the acid and i don't know how it burns through it but it does so, so if you're diluting it with water then your batteries can freeze in the winter you're going through more for sure i, I never thought i'd be the kind of guy that says i mean we literally go through more vehicles because of it because of rust and all and that rust that and shit. the salt and the cold and the i never thought i'd be this kind of guy yeah that's a good point um where you, I desire to go to Southern California or Arizona. <laughs> Be a snowbird or... Well, kind of because... Why do they call it a snowbird? You just fly away when the snow, yeah, I, I guess. guess. Yeah. So I never thought I'd be like... I feel like a snowbird, somebody that's going somewhere I've snowy. Always, I've always been a... I've always liked winter up here, which I still do. But I like the idea of just walking out the front door too with just a pair of slippers or, you know, even just regular work boots and a jeans on or whatever, you know. That's Levi's relaxing. Just regular work boots and jeans. I I did say slippers, but I'm going to take that back. Well, whatever, (laughs) you know. I only wear work boots to bed, (laughs) to breakfast, all day. Mm. I'm working. I'm working. I'm up. I'm working. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what does that guy say? I'm up. I'm working. I'm sleeping. I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Old Earl Dibbles Jr. Ever seen that no, guy? No, no, no. Oh man. Well, I say that too. I tell my wife this sometimes. She'll be like, "You didn't do, or you know, you fucked around for two hours today, or slacked off into this." I said, "That's part of my work routine. <laughs> you know, yeah, I have to have those breaks." To be able to come back and crush it. I can't just go stay. She's like, well, you didn't do anything all morning. I'm like, um, I'm going to tell you that was part of my work day. And, and I needed that downtime. And, yeah, no, I mean, I pro- it's kind of bullshit. But it's kind of, it's my process. When that happens, bit, you say, you know? you know what, babe? I'll get my weekly progress report to you at the end of this week. <laughs> no, I say, who are you? What's going on? Who Are you my boss? And then she gets salty, but... No, yeah. she doesn't. She's good, but, but yeah, and and she's happy again when I do go to work and and get a bunch of shit done, and then I say, there you go, you're welcome. It's all done. Just relax. I know, you know. I'm well, I'm kind of like a controlled procrastinator. Controlled a bit. procrastination. Procrastination. It's kind of like a little functioning bit. alcoholic or yeah, there you like go. a. Controlled I mean, I'm I'm that too. So, you know, I'd be a full <laughs> alcoholic if I didn't procrastinate between drinks so much, you know? But I, I, Sometimes you know, that procrastination pays off. Yeah, so, you know. Sometimes, you know, especially when it comes to drinking, you know. Right, procrastinate Should I go get another bit. beer or not? Or should oh, I just it. sit here for a little bit longer? Yeah, that that could pay off. Oh, wow, I never even thought of it that procrastination way. Procrastination. I mean, obviously I did. It just came out of my mouth, but. Procrastination, it sometimes is production. <laughs> there you go. Procra- <laughs> put that on a t-shirt. I know, right? Procrastination Guys, is shit, production. that is an awesome saying. Oh, man. I'll get it on the Novacic family farm. Uh, yeah, we got to gotta get to the bottom of that, too. We're going to get your logoed up on some hoodies here, too. Sometime. Are we going to be able to get we'll it done anything in December here? 
Doubtful. Maybe. Really? You want them for Christmas? No, it's not a big deal, dude. Yeah. Don't worry be, about it. It'd be tight, but we could get them for Christmas No, I don't now. want you to have to crunch on it, man. You know what? Same thing, though. My wife was looking today for some inventory, some sweatshirts that some a customer wanted, and can't get shit. It's crazy. Oh, like you can't even get it delivered, or it's not even available? It's not even available. Zero stock across the board. And there are multiple wholesale websites we order off of. It's like, she goes, I can't find... A, I can only find one brand of, that has... Every size in black sweatshirt. So would you and say... Usually there's 12, 14 brands that have every size in a black sweatshirt, so you know? So Captain Obvious over here, myself, um, yeah. obviously that probably hurts a business like you. You know what? It just makes it more stressful a little bit. We got to... Jump uh, through hoops? Yeah. We got to email customers back and forth more and show them this item and say, hey, you know, we can get you small, medium, large in this. But you and get then it we got to get... You're getting it done, though, Yeah, still. we tried to. Yeah. For the most part, but customers got to be flexible too. And you just got to be up well, front by now with them. Every, by now, know? everybody's kind of understanding of yeah, they, the logistics. They do. We, we tell them that when they come in and say, hey, I'll get back to you. I'll check on these things and see if there's any inventory. And I'm going to tell you, odds are there's going to be pieces missing and we'll have to patch it together. But that's just the way it is. And everybody seems to be kind of used to it. That's a reasonable excuse still two years later. You yeah, know, so I seen Trevor Noah. I saw there was a sketch on him. Mm -hmm. uh, he was actually, believe it or not, he's actually like he's out. He's kind of been on board with everything, you know. More, you know, he's been, we'll say, compliant or uh, you know. Are you uh, talking about him calling out the Moderna guy? He did, and it was actually pretty funny because he's it's like, just the, it's it's honestly just the truth, and, and called, I don't think you know, it's that big of a deal. He's a pretty big liberal. But that's not like. Do you know what he said though? That kind of made me chuckle a little bit. He goes, and I laughed at him, dude. Genuinely laughed. He goes, "What did he say?" He goes, "I'm not. I'm gonna start believing advice from the CDC or what do he say? The CDC or." And then he goes, "Or the FDA." What do he say? And then he goes, and he was dead serious. He but he was being sarcastic. He goes, "I only take advice from the CDC." And he goes, "Maybe the CEO of Johnson and Johnson because their vaccines." Didn't work anyways, or some shit. You yeah, know? he's got nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah, that's what he yeah. said. <laughs> I, I'd listen to him because he doesn't got a got a fucking dog in the fight. Did still. you hear him say that? I, yeah, I yeah, don't remember pretty, exactly. It was actually, I yeah, chuckled. I was like, he was just saying, "Hey, you know, we shouldn't take the <laughs> yeah the advice of this executive from from Moderna, which I said on the like uh, podcast before. I said I got my shot because I listened to a podcast from the Moderna CEO." <laughs> <laughs> and, and he convinced me and uh, <laughs> that's exactly what Trevor Noah says you're not supposed to do you don't listen to the guy that's selling you the, oh, man. selling you the shit <laughs> listen to the doctors please because he might have um... it's almost like he was just a little bit it's almost like he was like I'm okay I'm over this shit like that's kind of the way he was he was almost like bummed out when he said it though you know like he wasn't his know. normal peppy self. I mean, I think everybody's over the shit. And it, it probably, yeah, even them making jokes about it for... You can't just get over... Honestly, though... Here's variety the, shows. Here's what we need to keep in mind. And I know we talk about COVID. I don't want to talk about it a bunch, but... It's still fucking up our world. I know. And, and here's, the, here's one thing, though. We can't just... Okay, so... Of course, everybody's like... You know, we've all kind of learn to jump through hoops and do a uh, deal with yeah, this change life or deal with this bit. situation yep. it's not like it's not like we lived through the freaking depression all right but and and i gotta keep tell you know we don't we don't want to say well we just i guess there there is people getting sick yeah absolutely and there's people that are getting covid and dying and people that are getting very sick okay so we can't just say well you know it's that's not a thing like it's almost like denial of it you know like yeah ignorance is bliss like hey yeah. you know what i'm sick of talking about this i'm just over it we're done well, if some people i'm done talking about I think, it i think what's and it's like I, that doesn't make it go away so I, you know and i have a little bit of a theory regarding covid itself is the covid not these different strains or whatever just in general generally speaking i have a theory that this thing's that th this virus is a, is a live organism obviously and i i think the the problem with it is is i think that it affects people so differently and that's what they're a little bit freaked out about yeah because some of people the it hits hard some it doesn't and it's a very small small percentage of people that 
it really ruins their life. It kills them. It puts them in a hospital. It changes their lives. It's a very, very small percentage. But that doesn't mean that we just write it off emotionally either. We don't say, well, f- you know, who cares then? Yeah. We don't say that because, you know, in this day and age. Because we do in, care about and in this cancer country, and yeah. Alzheimer's and. And in this country. Issues that cause exactly. pain on on the, ma- on the majority or even, a, I mean, a, not a majority, but a small minority of our population. And we're living in modern times. You know, there's a lot of theories and shit. There's a lot of garbage you know out there about There's this like stuff. mass shootings all the time and we don't even hear about them and we write no. that off. That's like probably killing more people than covid at it the is, moment it is and, you know, and i've heard stats that there's 14 a day in the united states it's like what from gun violence or just violence in general and yeah you know then you have alcohol and drug related violence we've, we've talked before on here we have all these issues and uh, you know i just i think it's been heavily politicized from both sides when i say both sides i should say all sides because i don't believe in a two-party system oh dude but yeah, keep going. But um, it's been heavily, heavily politicized from all, everybody that's involved in politics. Um, you know, and, and the uh, news, the I, news, the news, the news. But I think that Dude. the general common man and woman, we're, we're sick of hearing about it. On I'm sick of waking up every morning and having it on the news. And I watch hey, it. You got to stop watching the news. So I heard this. I heard a theory today. I'm watching, watching somebody on YouTube, and uh, they were talking about the news, and their idea about it was that like is this, kind of about, way, is this way out there? <clears throat> no, it's, I think it's I think it's probably legitimate. Like uh, how polarizing the news is now, and that it's not even news. Hold like, on, uh, we just when let's define polarizing. Well, it's driving our country to argue with each other right mm-hmm. you know yeah. like the country has been for you know it was for sure during the last election and now it's over with covid and and uh so it's polarizing is the definition of that essentially trying to get somebody to think a certain way it's like trying to get the two sides to argue you know like polar opposites yeah to push them out to okay. yeah because whenever it's, I think of polarizing, it's so far one way or the other. Yeah, whenever it's I think to of one polarizing, pole or the other, for some reason you know I mean? think of polarized pictures, and I don't know why. <laughs> and polarized sunglasses. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, or Polaroid. So I'm like, Polaroid what do sunglasses pictures? and pictures have to do with? No, did no, I just like, call them I'll, polarized pictures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Polaroid. Okay, pictures. so anyway, so like so divisive, and and like you know, so I was saying, you know, my grandpa watches Fox News; it gets his blood pressure up. This guy I was watching today was saying. You know, that's what they're doing. They need to hit a small vein because now with new technology, you're getting your news through all different outlets now. You're looking on your phone. From every angle. Every angle. Where in the past you didn't. But now with your phones and and social media and everything, people are getting their news from all sorts of sources. And they're not watching the news. And so the news, the mainstream news has been losing. Doubling up, essentially, trying to. Yeah, they've been grasping for whatever people they can oh, get that yeah. still watch like a viewership and so they've had to ramp up their rhetoric they've had to ramp it up that they've had sense, to make dude. it more more absurd and and they're to still keep people ha- glued to their tv keep right? people glued because they're losing people all across the board and they don't know what to do because they're going to be uh, irrelevant you know people so will do you get think their there's news actually from a myth to the madness then yeah and that's what I it think is that, that, that I, makes I, a lot of and sense said, you know you'll see that that you know they're all doing it, and it's if it's, this was his point. He said, "I only consider news." He said he stopped watching the news because he would watch the news. He'd get concerned about something, and then it would just fade away. Like the news wouldn't cover it anymore. They'd cover something else the next night, you know, and something else the next night, and something else the next night. And he said, "I don't believe now. I don't believe it's news unless it still matters thirty days from now." It's kind of like like if you don't if if there's not if you put it on the news and it's an issue that doesn't matter and we aren't still talking about it 30 days from now and still trying to solve it then it's not then it shouldn't be news it's just like a story from the day that's a really good point and he goes that's all it is so they they hype you up for two hours at night get your blood pressure going get you going and it's literally an addiction like going to a casino or or you know yeah it's almost like anything like serotonin dump yep a serotonin dump and i'm like that 
you know, that makes sense. You know, they're losing they're losing money to the different forms of media that people are using I to get their information. And they have to they have to turn into more like reality TV, which people are interested in and and make it obnoxious. Obnoxious and, and a, obnoxious. a little bit like less edgy authentic, almost. Yeah, less authentic. You always think that the stories are a little bit over the top. And it, yeah, I mean it's they used like, to cover national news. Now they cover their opinions in in You know depth. what it's kind of like? It's like depth. when you were a kid or whatever, even an adult now, like, say Milwaukee comes out with a new tool or something. Mm-hmm. Or, I, that's not a bad example because Milwaukee stuff is really good. I would say like, you know, <laughs> if something. If the battery on your coat or, lasted about two hours or longer. If, or if you made a big ordeal out of buying like an attachment for your bobcat or your, you know, your skid steer or, so, or a piece of equipment or something or let's back it dumb it down a little bit and just just say you bought a new vacuum cleaner okay you know and uh you know the next thing you know like you said if you don't or or you know something for the household I, i've noticed this a lot and then it just sits right mm-hmm. like they always say if you don't use something um i've heard know, two years it, is, is it every two years i've always heard like six months yeah, or something i've heard two years right? you, it shouldn't be six months because right? you might use some every spring that's so so get you don't want to buy a new one every spring because six months you'll have to throw it away buy a new one but if you do two years gives you time for yeah. something that you only use once a year if you don't use it for two years get rid of it yep and i i and i you know it's hard sometimes because I look around at some of these people that have lived through way tougher times than we're going through right now, especially older folks in their 60s and 70s, and they tend to keep everything, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and they do that for a reason is because they, they lived through there, harder times. There was a time when you couldn't just drive to town and get a bolt. Yeah. You know, you couldn't just drive to town or drive uptown, I should say, if you live in town and get... You, no, you didn't have the money to go buy... Um, you weren't going to waste it. You weren't going to waste a broken farm implement and scrap it for scrap iron. You could cut parts off it for years. Yeah, so they would, you know, you know? back in the day it was common in a rural area to have a scrap yard be in every yard because that's where they got their parts from. They, you, you didn't just go uptown every time you needed something like we do now. You know, in, in a way it was probably simpler because they lived on a an scrap easier, yard in every yard or every town? Pretty much every yard. Like every I farm remember yard. even when I was a kid in the every 80s. Every farmyard. Every farmyard had kind of a boneyard that they could go pick parts if they needed to. Yeah. Or if it was, you know, night. And back in the day, too, they didn't have cell phones and after hours parts and yeah. all this crazy logistics stuff, which has kind of got us in a bind now, mm-hmm. you know, because, because because now we're so used to, I want it now. But we're going to get it faster and faster. People, are, I mean, we're going to get everything faster and faster now, too, you know. Well, I you hope can drive so. Bezos, up town and get is a, it Bezos? He better you can pick drive up town and get a part now, and you can, you know. Yeah, I ordered my buddy, a, I, My buddy texted me tonight, and he said, hey, he lives down in Arizona. He just, he said, hey, I just ordered beer on an app. They're bringing it into my oh house. Oh, my God, I'm dude. starting to lose reasons to leave this place. I said, you better, <laughs> you better buy some property in the metaverse then. You know, well, get your get your hands on some real estate in Mark Zuckerberg's fake world. Is that, These are is new that a things. thing? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Lana's going for in the metaverse, in the fake universe, Land? online universe for like a third of the price of real estate. But I don't understand in the, in what the it the even real is. World. It's, it's like the Sims. It's like, have you seen that movie Ready Player One? Yeah. It's like that. But is it going to go? Is it going to go? Oasis. This is like the first step. Is it going to go over like a virtual, virtual, virtual reality? Is it know? a real thing? I mean, is it going to fly or is it going to? It's going to go, man. That's going. That just going. sounds ridiculous because you can't eat in a metaverse. No, but you can eat, and you're you can get everything delivered to your house and sit there on your computer so you with your VR with... goggles on and make. Is that what people do? Yeah, I mean, some people do. There's whole. I mean, operations, businesses, you can, I don't, I don't totally understand it. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't People even know if I can wrap it. my you know, head around You can't wrap your head around cryptocurrency. I still don't understand that. I, I get total, cryptocurrency. I mean, I do to an extent, you know what cryptocurrency really. to me is? Do you know what it really is to me? What's that? Pokemon cards. I mean, really? <laughs> they tell me all these Pokemon cards. Dude, that's what any type of financial system is. It can be whatever you decide. If you want no, banana peels, it can be banana listen peels. To me. My, co- my, uh, my, my cousin's kids, they have Pokemon cards. That's and bless still their a hearts. thing. Yeah, bless their hearts, you know. Yeah. They're, they're, they're interested in it. It's like hockey cards or anything else to me. It's a hobby. But like, uh, 
one of my kids came up and said, well, they got a Pokemon cards. It's worth 50,000 or whatever. I don't know how much it was, a thousand bucks or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but you got to find somebody that's willing to pay a thousand bucks for it. Yeah. Like cash them in then and let's see how that goes. Yeah. You know, and that's like Bitcoin. But you probably will. They probably could. There's probably a big enough following if they go to convention or stuff right. like that. Right, and they're that, just little right? kids, right? Yeah. So there's probably a lot of BS going around. Yeah, for right? sure. Same thing you did as a kid that had sports cards, and you go, oh, this rookie card's worth oh, this. Man. Well, it is Warren if you Moon? can prove it and you can authentic, or, you know, authenticate Moon, it and find somebody to buy it. But until you do that, it's worth nothing. It's Somewhere I got a Warren Moon you know? rookie card and a Bo Jackson rookie card. They, really? The L.A. Raiders. Somewhere. And the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles. What do you think they're worth? Uh, probably a million apiece. I bet. <laughs> I bet. More than Bitcoin. More than a Bitcoin for probably sure. Probably a million apiece, I suppose. I don't but know. No, this is also a funny thing, too. That like the uh, um, crypto is... The crypto is art originally, you know, a hit because it's like untraceable, right? You can buy... People, drugs, yeah, but that's anything also a with problem. It. Well, that was why it was made, but and now it's like they're they're. That was the original reason I thought is it's a decentralized system. System nobody can know who's got what, but now they're trying to fig or they're figuring out how to track it and they're trying to flip it so you can. Well, one other thing too is trade bitcoins for U.S. currency. So then, doesn't that defeat the purpose? You know what? A, do you know what the fiat money system is? It's a money system backed by gold. So gold is the ultimate, you know, basically, and I don't understand. Humans are weird. We're weird. We're a weird freaking yeah. animal, but. Still ingrained in We're us backed from. by fiat fiat currency, which is. Um, like well, a gold standard? The gold standard, which. The United States? Well, yeah, but here's what it comes well, we're down. We're the gold standard. Here's what it comes down to, though. You need food, shelter, and water, right? Mm-hmm. Our whole world revol- still revolves around sheltering ourselves, feeding ourselves, and drinking water. I mean, you're pretty, like, you got a lot of shit going, a lot of shit together. So do I. But when I'm cruising to town with my slippers on and you're in a semi and you think you're going to freeze, there isn't much you fucking care about besides not freezing. <laughs> right. You know? Well, right. Like, so if you don't have a roof, there isn't much you care so about. So, honestly, I, I, I feel like... Even if you had a full briefcase, or let, let's one up it, you had a whole pickup load of gold bars, sure. but that pickup gelled up on the gully road, and you didn't have cell service. Yeah, they aren't worth nothing, right? <laughs> Can't make fire out of them. At and least whoever if you had comes and finds you there frozen the next day is going to be pumped, though. Right. You so know? I guess that's kind of my take in, on it. Always is certain circumstances that brings you back down to. Uh, basic human necessity and you're like yeah when my when my water stopped at home this summer like just my well pump didn't work and it was messed up for like a month i was messing with it and putting a new one in and this and that it is so stupid and annoying once you've yes. lived somewhere where running water is not even a thought you just turn it for my whole life turn on the faucet and it's fine to the day when you don't have that and I didn't fix my pump for a day, and then I needed another part, and I'm like, oh, sorry, honey, you know, you can't wash clothes, we can't wash dishes, can't do the laundry. Unless she goes out to the pump. (laughs) Yeah, unless you go out to the pond. Yeah, you can go to the pond and scrub them up, baby. I don't know. But until then, you know, we're brushing our teeth with water bottles, and it happened this year during deer season with my buddies again, and I'm like, oh, man. I said, I've been working on this, but... If your water stops, you got to go out here and you got to flick this little I was going to say, would you have a couple of wire nuts? You had to wiggle or something on top of the well? No, I figured it out. It's been good for a couple months now, but I think I figured it out. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Knock on wood, but just those little, I mean, what's your take for granted? Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, like I've always tried to use that perspective, like even with money, you know, like $100,000 sounds like a lot of money, which it is. Like I know the value. I know how much food you could buy with it. I know how many pickups you could buy. Not a lot, but, um, but relative to but a farming operation, it's probably not a lot. No, yeah. but, but here's the thing though, is like, it's, it's just a vehicle that allows you to buy goods that like, I just, some people sit on money. Like it's like, it's a, some kind of like something to hold on to. Well, like, yeah. Like it, like it's gonna, like it's, I don't know how to, what I'm trying to say even. Like I just, it's security for them. It is, but so I, I guess 
it's but here's the thing if you're far like say you're farming for, I, I mean i am i'm a realist right so i i do know reality it's not like because i'm farming and i farm soybeans that i could just take some soybeans out of the bin and eat them you know if t- times got tough or whatever i guess you could you definitely they're could. high in protein <laughs> yeah. but you could roast them so you, you need cash in this society to live cash but people say well cash is king cash is king you know i think they used to say cash is king well and I don't still is. For I don't me. really disagree with that. You can do a if you walked around with a briefcase full of hundreds all day long, every day, and you were doing you know, conducting your business, you know, buying stuff for your business and stuff. I think you get better deals on stuff. You know, obviously, I think if you bought a pickup, if you walked into the Ford dealer, yeah, with a suitcase full of cash, and you said, "I want," and there was an eighty thousand dollar pickup there. They'd probably yeah, say, "You know what?" Then we'll they get it. the opportunity to make it disappear. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I mean. <laughs> that's yeah. the only reason you get deals with cash is because then they don't have to ring it up. Well, and that pickup never was on the lot. I'd and say they I'd might say, not get caught because uh, we cut the budget to the I'd, IRS. Yeah, I would say in regards <laughs> you know? to in regards to you know tax uh, taxes, cash is king. But in regards to anything else in this world, it's not it's not king. It's I try not to put cash or money above all else. I, I try not to do that because. It, yeah, it stresses me out sometimes, especially yeah, when you're sure. and you're borrowing a lot of money, yeah. which which I do. I shouldn't say we. I don't know what other guys do, but I know I borrow a lot of money, and and yeah, uh, it stresses you out. You know that going into it, when you decided to get into it, you were going to have to do these things yep. to grow it that big or that fast. There's other options. You can do it slower and slower and steadier, but if you want to take off a big bite at one time and then try catch up to speed it's like jumping out of a freaking moving vehicle you know and trying to run it is it <laughs> trying is trying to, to run trying to run trying to get those legs on going. your face you yeah. know trying to get those legs going so you know mm. a lot that's of guys kind of what you did a lot uh, of guys you, start, know, you jumped in deep big yeah a lot of guys start when they're you know they usually grow up on a farm and i work, shouldn't or work into it or or yeah i, mean, I shouldn't say this I don't want to make it sound like I, anybody else has got it easier than me because everybody has their struggles. But a lot of guys, typic, a typical family farmer, generational farmer, male or female, would you know graduate from high school, usually help on the farm through high school, and then yeah, get some deals on some equipment that they worked yeah, off over and, their and a lot childhood, of them, and or a maybe lot of them, a little chunk of land to start. A lot of them nowadays are going to school price. for. Uh, like business management and then egg business management or egg agronomy in general. Yeah. And then they leave the farm for two or four years usually, and then they come back or else. Well, don't sell yourself short. It's hard to be uh, 37, 38 years old. Or what are you, 36? I was years probably 35 ago. when I started. Originally. Jump out of a pipeline, pipeline industry that you've made a lot of money. You could have just retired. I know. <laughs> probably just. Like well, right there, and got a n- little job here in this town, and been had enough, like to like live off interest, even. I know, but I, hey, man, that's not Levi. Levi needs a challenge. He, I fuck, I man. don't know if I you know and that, that, I was just thinking about that the other day. Gonna do it for some reason. I need to have like that. I'm not saying living on the edge because I don't think it's that. I would say it's more to prove my, you know, like grittiness almost. I'll tell you this as I was listening to some the same guy today talking about getting in the zone and and uh, um like they they say you get in the zone and you don't even have to think about it, whatever right mm-hmm. whatever you're doing for a little yeah. while and it can happen in all sorts of instances instances in life but that's like the spot where you progress as as a person right on that knife edge of I'm I can still handle myself here I'm not even thinking about it really, but I'm conscious that I'm right on the edge. So you're not letting yourself fall over. You can go too fast and and don't sit back and be lazy, but just keep yourself right at that precipice of almost doing yeah. almost doing too much. But you got you can't let yourself get over the line to overwhelmed because uh, it doesn't. It's not good for you as a human and your growth. Well, but when you can keep it that optimal, just pumping pumping and i've listened to some that's when you hit the zone and that's when you really excel and that's when you humans learn more and and you know to pass down uh inherently to your kids you know yeah i've listened to some motivational people and you know like 99 percent of people that have been successful in what they do don't see they don't necessarily 
see like riches, you know, like riches, like mm-hmm. gold and cash and yeah, they're, they're more or less, even if they failed at what they were doing, they were happy that they did what they did. Yeah. You know, and I would rather, like it's all about the ride. Well, kind of. And that's what I got to work on a little bit more is maybe trying to embrace the ride. Yeah. Where you are know? you trying to get to? You know, you're never going to get to where you want to No, because get I like the adventure. Because, yeah. I mean, same with myself. I don't know. I mean, people that I don't know that I'll retire. I don't really have a plan to retire. Maybe I'll have enough money one day that I could retire, but I don't think that I would retire. Well, I remember, I remember. I might think, slow down. I remember thinking in my 20s, I was in the Marines and, you know, there's a lot of guys that are like, yeah, I'm going to do my 20 and then I'm going to retire and then I'm not going to do shit. And I'm like, why? What? Why? <laughs> yeah. So you're going to retire at 42? Or 40 years old or something. Like, what are you going to do? You have to be gung-ho about something in life. Yeah. It, it gives you the it gives you that purpose. Those are the moments that give you that purpose. And uh, that's what people struggle for because, yeah, you can get overwhelmed and feel like uh, like there's no chance you'll ever get to that spot. Or if think you, that's, if has you a lot- sit back too far, it doesn't do any good for you either. So you feel good about yourself when you're right on that knife's edge of, oh, I'm not sleeping in. I got up when I wanted to. I, I got been, this shit done today. I have today. been sleeping a little late. I, I got this shit done today, and I did a little extra. And But if I did try to get in the semi and drive all night to make 400 more dollars, I might, you know, crap. That's too right. much. You it's gotta, too you far. Gotta, so I've been really learning that, too, you know, now that you say stop. that. I've been, I've been learning that. So Stop I, before you hate it, too. I you know, know what situations I can push the hours and push myself in as far as hours worked or whatever Mm -hmm. i don't keep track hours or anything like that but um even even the job that i have the regular job that i have like there's times when i'm like i'm not like i'll be like you know what i'm just there's times when i want to get home yeah like if i'm on the road (coughs) and i'm like you know what i'm not doing that like i'm not 20 anymore tell you this though but you set that standard when you're when you're young like that um you know uh, driving through the night or no i mean just uh how much you can work or like people should set the standard then when you're in your 20s and you're in your prime ish or whatever however you want to say it, you should see how hard you can work you should push yourself then i did and you will know and yeah that's your that's your issue is that you were you went through it all you did boot camp you did some hard shit harder shit than oh, like I, when you're just putting in some hours driving a truck you're like well i gotta be able to just do this for six more hours i've done way harder <laughs> shit than this i've you know you're right dude I've, you're I've right set this, i see what you're you saying set this standard really early for I see yourself what you're saying. you I've can work a four, thought about that you can work a 14 hour day and still be okay and wake up the next day because you've I, done it before. yeah because it's like you but set precedence right yeah you set it early and I it's remember really one hard time, if you don't set it early to ever pick up the pace you know what i mean i remember if I remember you set it early. You know your limits. I remember one time I was uh, I was a pretty new welder, and we were doing some really challenging work down in Johnson, Iowa, right by Des Moines, and it was uh, it was pretty hot. Mm-hmm. And we were doing some shutdown work, which is schedule work we call it or, or shift work. But there were the, the shitty thing is, I say back then, stuff is way more structured than it is now. Stuff is structured now more than it was back then. So this you know. It seemed like there was a shortage of some labor in the early 2000s, maybe, or something like that, or maybe skilled labor. But I was welding, and we were doing some shutdowns, and we ended up... I ended up working like a 23- or 22-hour day. Way too long. And then, they, and then they ended up calling us back in at 7 a.m., and I remember just struggling, like... And I thought, well, I mean, I stayed up for days on end in the marine corps granted it probably wasn't the safest thing to do but i just remember thinking holy smokes and i remember waking up in my camper i had a camper and i was just like i am freaking hurting because i think i got to my camper took a shower laid in bed at five and i was up at six again yeah right got a little but nap i think the heat probably had the conditions and you know we were welding and, and down in these deep ditches like I'm talking like one of those excavations was like 18 feet deep and yeah. there was no wind down there. And you know how it gets in Iowa in the summer. It's just brutally like, but anyways. You w- set when, that standard. Yeah. So I set that standard and it's almost, you know, people say, you know, you got to be tough. You got to toughen up. No, I, 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 I don't look at it that way. You got to learn to get outside your comfort zone and get out of your bubble. You know, when get I was in, right to the, get push yourself right to that edge. When I was in, when I was in recon school in Fort Story, Virginia, I'm, I'll never forget. 
um, the gunnery sergeant that was in charge of the school came in right at the beginning and he said, we're not here to haze you or to, you know, punish you or anything like that. It's going to seem like it, right? I mean, we're, this is going to be the hardest yeah. physical school you're ever going to go through in the military. This yeah. is, it was like the Navy SEAL school. He said, but we're, well, our job is to get you out of, completely out of your bubble. Yeah. We want you out of your bubble the whole time to see how if far. you can hold up to it. We want to make sure that in order for you to call yourself a recon Marine, that you can be outside that bubble and still operate. Yeah, function, fully function, function at this extreme level. So there's guys that's, that think they're tough, and there's guys that are there's guys that are really tough. So that comes all the way back to, you know, the cold here. <laughs> <laughs> it helped because... Like you were the, seasoned to the cold, yeah, you was, said, dude, and some was, people think it's cold, but... dude. The, you know what? The toughness is also it's mental, you right? You say that, right? Dude, because you can go out some outside, or I can sometimes, and be like, oh, my God, it's cold. I'm running back inside. And then some mornings when I know, and I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll just put my slippers on. I'll walk outside and There's, start my truck. And if you just think it's not cold, it's like it, it actually makes quite a bit of difference. I can so, just walk out there in it, a T-shirt, start my truck, and it might be negative temperatures. And I'm just like, ain't that bad. <laughs> You know, I'm gonna tell myself that. No, but so it's funny <laughs> you say that because I have another instance where I actually thought that was, and it was the craziest thing probably I've ever done in my life. But ma, well, maybe probably not craziest. But when I was in that recon school, they used to every week Friday we'd have what was called a ruck run, and it would progress in weight. I think I've told you this before. No, I don't know. So the first ruck run is a 35 pound ruck. Yep. And it's like 14, 15 miles. And that's kind of your big hoorah for the end of the week on Friday. Because we had weekends off, right? mile run. Yeah, dude, with a ruck on and all your gear and your weapon and everything, you know. And then, so like the next week, they'd it, you'd do one sandbag or a half a sand. You know, they'd have to weigh your ruck before you'd start the run. Mm -hmm. And then you try to poke a hole in it so it starts. Yeah, we should have. But then anyway, you'd be on the beach. But you, okay, so, but they said, make sure you seal up your, your sandbags. Or they're right? going to get heavy. Well, yeah, and then also we do a lot of water crossings. Like, I mean, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, like so, if they get wet, yeah, they're going to get heavy. Yeah, dude. So I think like the th second or third ruck run, it was like I think our packs had to weigh a minimum of 110 pounds, right? So we're doing this crazy shit like running on the beach. Of course, everybody starts falling out right away. This guy's a psycho. This guy's name is Captain Zimbeck. <laughs> anyway... Um, Probably still doing it. No, dude, he he got killed. He, he so oh, he went to bum. go work for the CIA. Damn. Yeah, as a, I think he, I don't know what he did, but he got killed in Iraq after the Marine Corps. Okay, so like he was in the Marine Corps, then he got they recruited. This guy was a hard recruited him to the CIA. This and he guy, did something dude, and he, this guy was like, they called him the Lion of Fallujah. Like this guy was a beast, and I had the pleasure in the honor of being one of his students right yeah and this is where i get a lot of my attitude the lion attitude. of fallujah they called him the lion of fallujah right so this guy would lead our ruck runs he was an instructor he was the commanding officer of the school and he led him with the same weight right so this guy's a fucking <laughs> way lunatic, to do it though right? right so everybody starts falling out almost immediately when i say falling out just falling behind you know like he's, yeah Nobody's going to beat him. Nobody's set. He's setting the pace. Yeah, Nobody nobody's going to beat that guy, you know. So here so, comes Levi up from the oh back. Oh, my God, dude. 5'7", no. 145, 50 pounds. It's like Rudy. <laughs> Rudy. Got Rudy, my football helmet on and everything. Rudy, with the one bar across. Rudy. Yeah. So... So anyway, you know, we get it, we get, we're crossing these ponds in Fort Story, Virginia. It's like February of 2002. And we're busting ice across these ponds. <laughs> and... I was, you know, I'm like, oh my God, you know, like, like, and then they got instructors there. You're like, <laughs> you know, and they're like, suffer in silence, shut up. You know, like, not only do I have to be cold as fuck, almost hyperthermia, swimming across these ponds, it was like an inch or two of ice on them, right? We're yeah. busting through the ice. I got a 50 pound fucking sandbag in my ruck with all my gear, my weapon, you know, you're completely underwater half the time. <laughs> Sounds so, like it. But I remember thinking Damn. to myself, I'm from fucking Minnesota. If I fall out of this shit and I quit, this yeah. is not going to, you know, There's I guys need. guys from all over the I'm place. Designed, I'm a northern. Yeah, I'm a fucking, I'm designed to be able to handle this shit. Like You start flipping it in your head mentally. Yeah, dude. So I'm like. If I it, like if I'm designed for this shit, there's guys from Florida and California in this training that have never even seen snow. Yeah, like fuck that. I if I die, 
I don't care. I am not. I'm too proud yeah. to fucking. I'm not going down in yeah, this. Dude. <laughs> yeah, so I, I made all the ruck runs and everything. We were out in the ocean and shit. I mean, it was colder than fuck. Don't get me wrong. I did not once thought I was going to go into hypothermia, though. The coldest I ever got was in March during that Because you're moving. And well, mentally, you're sweating and shit. I think you know? mentally when you decide that, you're already and fucked. That's, you're that's what they down, want. You know? That's what they want. They want you to make your little safe spot and you're just in your brain. Yeah. So you think you're okay no matter what. Yeah. Make your little, <laughs> make your hideaway. Yeah. You know, so, you're so freezing like, to death and your leg has three bullet holes, but you're... Almost you're detaching yourself, yeah, your yeah, brain from your body. Yeah. And that's what they want. That's what's called getting out of your bubble. You're removing your brain from your physical conditions. I think there's a lot of people that would think getting out of your bubble is like talking to somebody that they have a crush on that they haven't been right. able to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your dude. bubble's a little bit different. My bubble's a little bit <laughs> tougher, <laughs> thicker skin, you know. But yeah, but yeah and, and so, I tr- so I think that's where I get that kind of, we would call it probably risky behavior almost, you know, in a... F- in a business sense, like biz, risky business behavior, you yeah. know, is that because I can I, do it because I can't physically challenge myself like that anymore. I remember getting out of the Marine Corps for many, many years. I had to have a reason to run on a treadmill at a gym or else go for a run in a campground on the road. And I would, I would tell myself that there was going to be like a civil war. I was going to say you're like, had to do like some mental war game with yes, yourself. Yes, I did. Like, like, like I might, I might need to this be, training. Yeah. I might need to keep up my training because what the fuck? I, I have all these skills and I can't let them go if there is one of these scenarios. You're so scenarios. right, dude. You're so right. And then like, pretty soon you're at the Capitol on January 6th right. no, with those your fatigues on. Those guys could never on. keep up with me, man. <laughs> no, I know. Those I'm guys would joking. never be able to keep up with me. <laughs> no. Those guys were all pussies compared <laughs> just, to what we did. They were just fake ones. So, fake military. So like, but like I said, now we're back on the They subject. bought radios on the way there. Walkie-talkies. You so, know? I know, dude. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about those guys. So... <laughs> I'm not even. <laughs> not on my then you, level. next thing you know, you're at the Capitol. <laughs> yeah. I've been running, guys. I've still been running. Yeah, yeah, I can run. So my my goal was to always, I, if I ever have to run three miles, I can. Well, then as you get older, you're thinking, well, Jesus, you you've been doing this for years now, you know, like, and as you get older, you're like, well, you know what, fucking, I might just hang around and just, you know, like, yeah, you kind of justify it, like. You know what? I'm a pretty good gunslinger. Like I can handle my own. I don't need to run, dude. I'd like to. I'd like to do a race now. Like, do you think how? Who do you think would win for us for three miles? I think you'd beat me because I'm a smoker. But uh, dang, I can just go and go and go. Like, uh, you I had can a guy, set a pace still. You think? Yeah, and I had a guy one time. Out, no problem. I had a guy one time. He bet me that I couldn't run. I think it was six miles or five miles. I hadn't ran in like probably a year at least. Yeah. And it was a, kind of an off-roady type of run. I think I told you this story. And he, I don't he's think like, so. Well, we were in Clearbrook. I think I told you that, didn't I? We were working in Clearbrook. and nope. It's a small town just to the south here. And it's uh, down in that neck of the woods. They got a town about every 15 miles or whatever. So it was it was one of our buddies we worked with. He bet me his whole paycheck that I because he called me fat. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so I'm like, and fuck that you, got dude. Under and I was skin. drinking beer, yeah. you know. So, and I had like a six-pack in me. This is a few years ago now, but... So I said, well... You took on the challenge, I said, no problem. I said, fuck you, man. I, I can run. Like, yeah. I could run. I could be 280 pounds, and I could still outrun anybody here. Yeah. You know? I'm <laughs> starting to get pretty cocky. Yeah, you know? 280. So, so anyway... You would be, you'd so be anyway, a stocky 280. I, I threw on some run... I had some running shoes in the camper. I was staying in my camper at the time. So I ran... It was a, I think it was five or six miles. I ran to the next bar hmm. on foot, and they were videotaping me from the road... I ran down the railroad. Oh, really? I ran the whole time. I ran, and I actually had a pretty good time. Yeah. Usually and he's like, a challenge, dude, man. Dude, I, 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 of course, he was drunk when I got to the bar, so, you know? Yeah. He's like, dude, I can't, I can't you believe. My... No, no. I, I want to tell you who it is, but I'm not going to say. I'll tell you after the podcast, because you'll, you'll be like, what a fucking idiot. Give you me know? initials. AK. Yeah, I knew that <laughs> right away. Yeah, and he's ah. like, dude, dude, I can't believe you ran all the way. I'm like, how could you not believe it, though? Like, you know me. Yeah, you've right? known me my whole life. I could be running on fucking stumps. Yeah. My legs could I be right be down. running, yeah, barefoot. Like, <laughs> How could you not? You can't believe it. So then, of course, I was like, dude, I don't want your paycheck, but I want you to quit calling me fat. <laughs> Just quit, quit picking on me. <laughs> dude, did I prove my point? Fuck. 
I'm not man. fat. Yeah. Not fat. <laughs> Which I don't Somebody really give a, a shit drink. anymore. Yeah. I, I, so I was drinking, so I went in there and, oh, man. I, I do, dude. I was looking in the mirror today. I got, <laughs> dude, I got like, uh, you know, like armpit boobs, man. I do too, dude. It's it's okay. It's okay. When so my arms go down, look, they, what there's you do, an extra fold All you got to do is there. put your arms up in the mirror, put them up, <laughs> and then turn sideways and suck it in, and you still look fine. <laughs> you can still see some rib line, <laughs> couple ribs yeah, if dude. you lift your arms up yeah, and you whatever. suck and it in. And you know in. what I always tell Teal? I'm like, you know what? I may be a little chubby, but I still got a pile driving ass. There you go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pile driving ass, baby. Lay down. Yeah, lay so, down. So I, I, I you know, <laughs> I, and you know, that, that, let's all, you know, that, that just circles right back to this whole thing that I saw you tonight. Here, came into the store, and you're like, "What the fuck, dude? You're in a hockey." And yeah, I'm are like, we going to hockey? Well, you said there's your hockey equipment. I'm like, "Yeah, we're skating." And what time do you skate? Eight fifteen. Oh fuck, dude! It's time. So we got to roll in. We got to wrap it up. But Levi's coming tonight, dude. This is a good podcast. He's this coming tonight. Funny. He's gonna. Go home, grab his equipment. We're going to meet up, and we'll chat with you next time about how many snips Levi has. Fuck, Crossbar man. down. Goal. But, yeah, this was a fun one. I think we actually hit some good shit. You it know, like funny. We hit the zone because I don't really remember what we talked about. Oh, we had a awesome. good conversation the whole time. Excellent. So uh, that's it for this week. We'll wrap it up. You're gonna go skate a little bit, get some exercise, feel old probably and fat. But <laughs> look you at know, yourself sideways in the mirror at better the hockey than, Better than room. being old and fat and not going to skate and trying a little hockey bit. Man. So you know. I'm talking about myself too. Well most of us old men, but anyway, uh till next time everybody be peaceful to one another.